different world.
Soki Radio Live number 78 tonight. We are joined by DMJ and Zara. I am Lunar here. Welcome to another show, guys. <laughs> this is an interesting show because we're doing something a little different. It is our eight-year show and we are doing a simulcast both on GensokiRadio.net as well as on YouTube. Because Gensoki Radio, if you don't know, has a YouTube channel. It's where we've published the last couple of top 100 videos that we've done for the last couple of years. And so we're up there. And uh, I think it's roughly the same delay. I don't actually, I'm not familiar with what I, YouTube's I, I, delay is like, but... I, I, I've been experimenting it. I've been watching a couple YouTube streams. I think it's a little bit more than Twitch, but it's... Like, we have, at some points, it's barely noticeable. We have to compare it to GR, though. So I think Gensoki oh. Radio is about 20 seconds-ish. So it's a little faster. Um, well, just, just, to buy it, just by a bit. For Showcast or it's for YouTube? Or for YouTube. Okay. All YouTube's right. just a... So, just a tiny bit faster. So I think we're actually we're, we're pretty much similar. So it, you can listen or watch on either one. Um, the YouTube experience, as people are discovering right now, is uh, basically sort of this over-the-shoulder look at what my studio is like. Uh, I figured I would do this for the eight-year show, because why not? And if people like it, then maybe we'll make it more of a regular thing. Um, maybe I'll move the camera to somewhere that makes a little bit more sense but for right now you know this is this is what it's like uh people on youtube i'm gonna just sort of explain this for people who are on discord which by the way <laughs> if you haven't been to discord we do have a server over there we're partnered on discord at discord.gg gr um so right now off to my left i've got my mixer i've actually got a couple of mixers here one is controlling the uh, obviously the levels of the the sound, the our voices as well as the background music here, and then we've got this little guy over here that goes over to our main mix. Everything that is streamed on GensokiRadio.net as well as on YouTube right now actually goes through this guy over here, and then oh uh, over to the side here underneath my desk is a compressor that is more or less for the sound of our voices and sort of balancing the uh, dynamic nature of, of the, the loudness between, say, my voice and DMJ and Zara. We can all kind of be a little bit different, so that kind of helps on that front. Yeah. So there you have it. It's going to be a little more interesting. Uh, but either one, if you uh, are on YouTube or if you're on Gensoki Radio, audio-wise, it is the exact same experience. So there you have it. So the pertinent question here is that your studio desk is completely unprotected. I believe you need a Fumo. Um, yeah. Fumos why? protect computer desks. Okay, I'm, I didn't know this. Is this something I should know? Should I be concerned? I mean, like, yeah, they're like, <laughs> apparently magic. They uh, protect your computer desk. I mean, like, why get antivirus when you have a Fumo? I, you see, couldn't answer I that. do not have a Fumo, but I do have a Figma, and she is armed. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have anything like that, unfortunately. Uh, I, I, know, I know plenty of people who do, but I'm just, I'm not one of those guys. Actually, actually, um, I've got Catball that's sitting behind me. I, I picked this up at a convention one year. Um, I don't know where to put it. It was sitting on my couch when I had a, an apartment, because I <laughs> didn't have anywhere else to put it. Uh, Oh, and then there was also that one year where Nano, um, who isn't here right now, I'll tell you why in a, in a moment, um, he gave me this pink llama for some reason, 
and I didn't have any idea what to do with it. So then I just put it next to Cat Ball on the couch and I started, I, this was not intended. That was not the plan. That's just kind of what ended up happening. So there you go. Are you sure that wasn't supposed to go to koi fish? Um, uh, you know, I probably got the idea from, from DJ Koichi actually. Because uh, I know that they're obviously, they, they love alpacas and stuff. Um, and I gave DMJ like a mini alpaca. I also gave Nano a, a mini alpaca. I don't know where mine is actually. If I, if you were to ask me the question, I have no idea where it is. It's somewhere though. But both DMJ and uh, Nano were sent one by me. And then Nano mm -hmm. reciprocated it by sending me <laughs> a bigger one. So... <clears throat> Yeah. I found a grossly large one, like really gross. It was uh, like the size of a BW bug. I've yeah. Oh gosh, what? Yeah, they sell. They they were like it was like it was like a one-off in Japan, but I found one. Oh man, it's like the size of a BW bug, and I was like, that is a giant stuffed llama. That's crazy. Uh, I couldn't. Is it anything like the um the giant Remufumo that we saw in the uh, Sudagaya? But that that one like. Like, if you imagine, say, a dining room table, um, like a, a chair that sits at, at one of those, it was basically the size of a small, well, not even, like, just a regular toddler, maybe a little bigger. Um, a little wider. A little wider, because <laughs> Fumos are just kind of built the way they are, but yeah. Right. Uh, I don't know, I couldn't I couldn't say, but uh, having one of those as, big, as large as a car, where, where, would, you, where would you put it? You'd, I don't know. It would, it would save your seat on a bus, plane. <laughs> More than that. It would save a couple seats, that's for sure. Uh -huh. You yeah. have to get a plane ticket for you, the food. Oh my gosh. How would you... How You couldn't transport that. Or you'd have to be just, you know, really compress the thing. That, well, put a car, put a Fumo in your car? My Fumo is my car. My <laughs> Fumo is my car. It's like living in a, in a shoe. It's just a really, really big shoe. Anyway, what do you mean? I am a Fumo. I knew this all the time. So we've got a number of things to talk about. It's a little bit more chill. Um, we've got uh, we I, we posed a Q and A out to people before the show, and we'll hit up another link in Discord. It's actually an info uh, if you want to check up there. But we are at some point during the show, probably a little bit later here, going to be doing sort of a Q&A. We've done one of these before, a couple of these before, but it's the anniversary show. So like, it's one of those, like, it's a good opportunity to kind of go back and say, well, this is what we do, how things are going. And if you're curious about anything that perhaps, I don't know, you just don't know about, now is the perfect time to do that. Other than that, a bunch of new music, uh, courtesy of Zara and his latest um, booster shot to the library, if you will. So, so many circles, um, uh, of which I have selected a, a, a few. Um, there are so many more that we have that we're not playing tonight just because there's so much of it. Uh, we've got stuff from Ramataras Records, Digital Wing, Hachimitsu Lemon, Iron Attack. Yes, that last song that you, we, we heard before the break here is Iron Attack. Connie uh, Cream Choco Corn? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's it's a weird mishmash of weird, uh, different kind of kind of characters. It's like, when I hear it's like hiragana, but it was like spelled. It, it's, it doesn't actually make a word. It's just a name. Okay. I feel like Choco Corn sounds like... <laughs> Like, you just take a big old like, corn on the I, cob and you you dip it in like a chocolate fondue. Like, 
Yeah, but like, I also thought of like, what if like the band Corn was just singing about <laughs> chocolate all the time? <laughs> chocolate rain. Some, oh boy. Uh, some guys <laughs> might actually like Ow. some of the. Uh, <laughs> there are a couple of more like poppy rocks. Yeah, sorts of tracks as well that I, I think uh, some of the people, some of the regular listeners would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got N somebody plus, is- which is new to me, uh, and then Zydokin as well. I like how somebody in chat's like more Iron Attack finally. Oh yeah, uh, there's I another know. one. There's actually another one coming up uh, later tonight. So I, did, I wonder, do, do we have a uh, Cavalry Maiden somewhere in the in the station? Because that's like one of my favorite Iron Attack songs. Uh, Literally, it's just Sakria's theme mixed with the Trooper. Interesting. Probably. Yeah, Zara's gonna have more information on that because I think as of right now, our collective library, at least here, I want to say cloud side because that makes the most sense. Uh, we have very little Iron Attack, so Zara probably is more in your backlog than we do on the station. All right, all right. I've been trying to lean. I've been trying to be a little bit more impartial in terms of genre, just because I. Realizing that there's a lot of like um, more generic electro stuff, there's yeah. a lot of that stuff, and I try, I try to like kind of even it out a bit. Yeah, and I was ta- I was talking to Nano a couple nights ago, and I was like, "Man, Zara just dumped all this music on me. I don't even really know what to do right now." And he, Nano, was just like, "Well, he is the library manager. Like, true enough." I think Zara is under like finally sort of understanding that you are the library manager and the, therefore have sort of this this power or ability to uh, make suggestions as to where the station goes. And the the thing that determines whether or not we we hang on to music or we swap it out with something else is listener reception through listener ratings. So like it, it's will sort of cycle through over time and if Zara wants to add more of this kind of content and it makes it through the filter then it's up to listener reception at that point and we go from there. If people want more Iron Attack uh, or or other circles, I'm sure uh, people would probably say Undead Corporation is another one of those that uh, we definitely don't really play on the station but they, they like personally. I'm the vocal minority asking for Toho Deathcore and Toho Metalcore, but I know that's not gonna happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'll, sh- I'll show you some. I'll show you some screamers a little bit. I, I mean, oh, especially in the station. I do have a question for you, Lunar. Before sure. we move on, yeah. When Zara dropped that new stuff, was it easier this time? Now that you've gotten like all of the other like subfolders that we had aggregated over so long, be able to integrate these new songs into the station uh so the answer is that hasn't happened yet because it's still impending we have we have we have a backlog of things in the uh, pending section of of the library stuff that perhaps we've played on the station before but definitely or like you know the station has in these live shows before but definitely hasn't made it to the rotation because it's just not at that point yet so more work to be done on that front and we are indeed doing uh more of that it it is uh it's basically a free week for me next week so i'm going to be doing a lot of 
stuff with the station and some additional uh, side projects. So yeah. This just in, Lunar going to be living in the database next week. <laughs> it's basically that. He becomes Hacker Man. I'm, I'm going to be Hacker Man. Uh, basically. Uh, we've got a couple of songs coming up here, one from Digital Wing and the other one from Zytokine. So let's get into this next one here. This is The Back Door, uh, followed by something yeah, uh, from Zytokine. Be right back here on Gensoke Radio Live, number 78.
listening to Soki Radio Live number 78 tonight. There's some interesting, cool news that's coming out of Steam these days. Uh, just oh, recently yeah. was announced that a couple of the official Toho games will be hitting Steam. We've got Toho 14.3 Impossible Spellcard and Toho 15 Legacy of Lunatic Kingdom both hitting Steam sometime in April. One of those has April 1st listed and the other one just says April. So, Just April? <laughs> yeah. The, the entire month. It's going to take April to release it. They're going to fake release it on April the 1st and then release it at the end. I mean, they release it these, are all, these are all April Fool's joke. Gosh, I hope Everything. not. One of them is like legit April first. That's what it says. Um, and so, what do you what do you think? I mean, this is a retroactive release. I think what is it the some of the first retroactive releases we've seen of the official games on Steam. Okay, so this is cool. But I did hear a rumor. I can't remember where I heard it, but I remember hearing this rumor that at some point in time, Zun's idea is to release. 6 through 12 as like a collective release. Hmm. I would like be. a like an anthology release. Interesting. Where do you I mean you don't know I, where I you think heard I that. I think I heard it from somebody who had who had knowledge of the dealings with Steam. Okay. <laughs> Cuz I mean Maybe that's that's cool, but I think at this point we can only really take it as as rumor, pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I'm taking it, because like I'm not 100 percent sure, and I think I heard it like in passing at AB last year. Okay, but interesting. I did th- I did hear that that was a that was a th- that was a thing that was being considered on the table to kind of like, I mean, you know, you don't want to retroactively release th- that many games like how Toho official games are at once. You kind of want to combine them together, especially games as small as Toho 6 through 12. Sure. It's kind of like their own thing. Um, and then... So, interesting point. Neither one of these pages currently has a price set. What do you think it's going to be? Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to ballpark it at roughly maybe not $10. Okay. I that's that's I, what I've that's what I've seen. Like especially Legacy of Lunatic Lunatic Kingdom would be definitely okay. Um, Ten bucks. I don't know about Impossible Spell Card. That might be be twelve bucks because it's a fighter. Hmm. Or not not Impossible Spell Card. Sorry, uh, Impossible Spell Card since it's like kind of like a um ha- like a challenge mode game. Right. Sorry. Yeah. It, it's it's one of those um like non traditional like you. Uh, what what's the other one? Um. Like with the photographs, uh, shoot the bullet. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like one and of those. Very it's a different sort of mechanic than what you'll find in uh, most of the uh, other games. I would, I would consider Fairy Wars also. Mm, yeah. Like in that outer category. I think you're right yes, about that. Yes, somebody in chat. Yeah, there are people talking on GR. This happens from time to time. It, it does. Yes, I. You know, <laughs> we've been doing this. Uh, the, these live shows for like something like seven years. It's interesting that you haven't caught one up to now. Uh, and the station itself is eight years old today. So it is a uh, anniversary stream. 
We are simulcasting on YouTube, in case you don't know that. Uh, go look up Gensoki Radio on YouTube. We have a channel up there. It's the same channel that we've published the uh, last couple of Top 100 videos on. I mentioned that before, I'm saying it again because apparently people are still discovering that there's even a live show tonight. So speaking of Steam, yes. something cool got announced. All right, do so, tell. So two actually big announcements from Steam. Um, this is kind of Toho related um, for people in households with multiple consoles. Hmm. So Steam Link is now available on Xbox. And all games that are, are on Steam Link on Xbox will be controller only. So if you you all you have to do is boot up your Steam and then boot up Steam Link on your Xbox and you should be able to stream games over. On top of this, Android and PCs outside of your home network um, will no longer require a LAN connection to access and play games on your library. So you can now play games on your library on the go, like in a bus, in a friend's house. Um, eventually, I'm assuming they're going to try to get this on Steam. Um, uh, it's not on Steam, but on um, Switch. So maybe the Switch will come in the future. Um, this is actually really big news because this is something, the reason why I got Steam Link in the first place and then was sorely disappointed when Steam Link did not offer me the access outside of my network. Hmm. So if you want to play Toho official games now on the go and they're in your Steam library, you can actually go play them now with as long as you have a controller to hook to your Android device or to your PC. So like, um, I think controllers currently supported on Android are... Xbox, PS4, PS3, Switch, Switch, both Joy-Con and Pro Controller, uh, the several Android controllers that are out there, and the Steam Controller. Okay. And actually, the Steam Controller default links with Steam Link. You just have to be in beta mode. Or make sure you have the beta drivers. Interesting. Um... So, and this all comes, and this is really interesting, after Microsoft made big, big moves in the gaming world, where Halo Master Chief Collection and all previous and future Halo titles are releasing on Steam and Microsoft Windows Store on PC in the future. I think Master Chief Collection comes out this year. Um, and then it's going to be followed by Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Reach, ODST. Bunch of bunch of like retroactive releases happening it's, it's kind of cool actually neat and this also comes on the heels of them um talking doing a talk at gdc next week about bringing game pass to other devices including nintendo switch and the launch of the new xcloud streaming service which i believe is probably what's going to power um, a lot of what's going to happen behind the Steam streaming on Xbox. Okay. Dang. Well, that I mean, that's kind of a lot to take in. <laughs> the yeah. nostalgia dollar is a lucrative one. I, <laughs> it totally is. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. So, Halo Master Chief Collection, I did know it was coming because if you guys have not followed the El Duido, the El Duido. Uh, debacle that was going around where somebody was able to take a free-to-play Halo title from Russia and convert it to pretty much remove all the free-to-play stuff, make it free and kind of like cracked it and sent it over to the US. They actually they sent a cease and desist to those people but then hired them to do the Master Chief Collection um, 
Like the Russian hackers are taking over our well, Fuma play games. Guys, these guys were actually US based. Should have had a Fumo. It was crazy. <laughs> it, it was crazy, but they brought these guys in to actually put the Master Chief Collection on PC. So I'm actually really interested to see how this works because I played El Duido and it actually runs really well, really smooth and play and like PC controls were awesome. So I'm really interested to see that. And the new xCloud streaming service sounds really interesting because at the same time they're announcing xCloud, they're also announcing their new Xboxes. One of them is gonna be completely disc trainless. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that, actually. So, and it's going to be a lower tier with lower uh, stuff, which makes me think that's going to be like the streaming console. Keep talking. Um, so, uh, on top of this, this is going to be really interesting to think. Oh, yeah. And also, Dwarf Fortress is coming to Steam. For people who play Dwarf Fortress. Wait, so like, that game is, is that the actual, like, they're going to be releasing it in the text-based format or some other format for Steam? Uh, I don't know about Dwarf Fortress. Okay. I have not played it. All right. But I, mean, I did see the announcement. Boy, of all the games that have a legacy, like, Dwarf Fortress is pretty up there. We'll see what happens. Um. Yeah, so, like, that's all the, game, the big game releases. Oh! One more thing. Yeah. So, guys, uh, I don't know. This is mostly for chat, and I kind of want to get the feel. So, everybody in chat, listen up, and I want to kind of get your feedback on this. Both on uh, Discord yes, and YouTube. Yeah, both on Discord and YouTube. I'm not monitoring the YouTube right now, but can you let yep. me know about this? I've got you. So, yesterday, The Division 2 came out. And in my hierarchy of games I love, Toho is at the top. But a very close second is The Division 2. And I know a lot of people out there have played Destiny and have played Anthem and are very disappointed with those games that are coming over to The Division. Um, so something I was thinking about was people who are coming over to The Division, uh, The Division 2 on PC, would you guys want me to start a uh, clan in-game for us, for everybody in GR to kind of group up that way. Like you guys guys have people who are like-minded that if you want to raid or do some co-op stuff or go into PVP, that you kind of have the same group of people that you kind of like can jive with on PC. So like, I kind of want to get your feedback on this because I'm like super big into this game, like almost to the point where I'm about to go get a Galaxy Gear watch and like put the division stuff on it and just see how many people call me agent. Like, I really <laughs> love this game. Weird. Like, I, I'm going to be creating an airsoft kit and I am going to be putting it into um, contests to try to win some divisions, division stuff. I really Is it going to involve an LVOAC because Mano loves that one. Okay, so it might be an LVOC, LVOAC, but I did find a kit for an, a P416, so I might do a P416 and a SIG build. I just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut up because I'll go on forever. Because I did, I did, I did a whole Reddit post about this. On the oh dear! You guys were talking about this before the break, actually. I, I know, I know. Just, but, just, but if you guys are interested, and are you anybody out there who plays the division, kind of hit me up. And just let me know, like, hey, yeah, like, ping me on Discord. Like, yeah, totally. In for the Division Clan on the Division Clan for GR. And I will start it because I already got all the all the clan stuff taken care of in the game. All I have to do is just create it and go. Honestly, this is not too hard. You can just do it and let people come. Yeah, you've got at least one vote in uh, in the YouTube chat here at the moment. Yes. Cool, because like I need at least I think like the minimum requirement to start a clan is five people. Well, I mean, it's, so it's an, another one of those like 
it's it's a cool option, but also who has you know like who who has the game who is gonna actually play it? Uh, and I mean, there's not a lot of and like not a lot of PC players in the division. I from what I understand, I think like PS4 and Xbox outnumber. So, but like, if you have a piece, yeah, totally, gotcha. I'll be down. Cool. All right, let us know there. Uh, all right, we're coming up towards the uh, the next break here. So we've got something from, uh, there was an album released at the last event that was uh, very much like a, like a Persona-themed um, title called Masquerade Circus. We've got a song from that one. And then after that, we've got something from the circle called N Plus. Uh, what kind of uh, what kind of music is N Plus again, Zara? Um, confusion. Confusion music. Well, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's it's kind of they're kind of multi-purpose, you know? Okay. Because they do like it's kind of pop, it's kind of rock, it's kind of bopping, it's kind of it's it's just. Bopping, just, just play. Just play, bopping just play. is now bop. a genre. We're gonna play it's this. Bopping. Just play it. We're gonna play this confusion music for you. So uh, uh, before before that, we've got change the destiny, and after that, something from uh, from N plus. So we'll get into that. This is Gensoki Radio Live number seventy eight.
you're listening to Get Soaky Radio Live number 78. 78. <clears throat> Here's something interesting. Uh, so, was it last... Can I start at... No. It starts this year. Uh, eight years is Live 78. Nine years it should be Live 90. And then ten years should be 102. Um... And all of those numbers have the number of years in the show number. Because I'm will notice things like that. And it's silly, but Coincidence? I think not. I think not. Totally not a coincidence. Uh yeah. Um <clears throat> So I did something interesting last weekend. Um Puzzle, who is has been a staff member on GR, still helps us out with the Facebook side of things, was uh, up in my neck of the woods last weekend. Uh, He was up here with family celebrating the baptism of a family member. Um, So we uh, had a chance to hang out. So it was um, his family member was about an hour away from where I currently am. So I drove over there, uh, picked him up, and we went to the Mall of America. And we just hung out for like half a day or whatever okay so big question okay. is mall of america worth it uh is it I, is it worth the drive for most americans because i uh, want to know because i hear this place is pretty baller uh so it is what you would consider to be a mega mall it is a at least three levels i think there's technically a fourth level too um it is basically a giant ring which in the middle of the ring has a theme park that is uh, Nickelodeon Universe, formerly Camp Snoopy, R.I.P. R.I.P. So, yeah. there used to be a Camp Snoopy in uh, Sandusky, too. Oh, really? Yeah, that it was it was located inside Cedar Point, and then... Uh, oh, I yeah, I remember that. that. I remember that. Interesting. I thought that, that actually... I thought it outlived the Camp Snoopy at Mall of America. I'm pretty oh, sure it, it did. It did. It, it did, and then it transferred. It, tra- it changed names, and instead of it being like a sh- completely Snoopy themed thing, um, essentially it became like the only place the Peanuts are. Yeah, like that's where all of Peanuts are now located, and it's called something else. Well, so if you didn't know, uh, they're like back when, uh, I think what was it? Um, it was several years ago, I think I was still in like middle school or something. Uh, there were a bunch of like every year or something, they would have like a sculpture contest where um, I think the first year was Snoopy, and there would be Snoopy sculptures all around the the Twin Cities area, or St. Paul, or you know just around here somewhere. I guess I don't entirely recall. I wasn't old enough, but uh, and then like the next year would be like. Uh, one of the other characters and so they, they kind of went through a collection of characters um, these sculptures were decorated by different groups it could be like a, a, a bank or a, a charity group or a school or you know whatever like so and, and it was cool because you would actually see these around different cities in in sort of the metro area um, eventually so it was like really neat is you because you, you'd like tell a friend hey there's a snoopy over at so-and-so or you know wherever whatever store and they're like be really cool <clears throat> um for the most part like most of them survived unfortunately some of them did like succumb to vandalism because people are terrible um 
but it was a really like cool thing to be around uh just sort of recalling on on the edge of my memory uh how that was i'm sure you can find more information about it online but that was kind of a cool thing at the time um i mean yeah it's it is a thing it's i think um recently um used to be that paramount owned king's island around me um, and then they recently sold that to the people that own Cedar Point, who also own Camp Snoopy, and now Camp Snoopy is down here. Huh. In yeah, so like, it's weird because all the all the cool Paramount rides, except for like a handful of them, um, no longer are at the at Kings Island. Um, but I remember like it used to be like you used to walk in, and it was kind of like what Nickelodeon Nickelodeon section of Universal theme park used to be. Hmm. like how cool it would be how cool it was because like in the middle of king's island is a giant um giant uh, replica of the eiffel tower not a full size but it is a replica of the eiffel tower and i remember when i went there they were celebrating the 10th anniversary of the release of rugrats in paris and they had a big rugrats celebration up there that's a very specific celebration interesting (laughs) well that was a big movie back in the day I, that was. It was I remember I, I've seen that. I saw that video several times because I'm pretty sure my grandma had it on VHS. That was a good movie. <laughs> yes. Don't don't knock it. That gave us Robo Reptar. And like completely yes, changed. Robo Reptar, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh gosh. I hope no, some I hope some of our listeners know what we're talking about. I really Oh please. <laughs> I don't want to know how you because I already felt really old today. When, uh, the other day when somebody on I was on the gaming Reddit and they, somebody was just like oh I never got to play Halo as a kid I only had Call of Duty and then somebody had to literally describe like the mechanics of Halo and then somebody below said I never thought I would see the day where Halo having no uh, like no sprint no ADS none of that would be a forward concept to children huh gosh and I was just like oh my gosh no that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Reptar, long yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was a, that gosh. Was a big thing. Was. There was a there was a death metal band that I used to or a, a metalcore band I used to listen to as a kid. I can't remember who it was. They used Reptar as like their mascot. And they like had nothing to do with Rugrats. They just had Reptar on there. That's on their kind of strange. Huh. Doggone it. Have you ever tried to log into... I, I see this more commonly these days. You ever try to log into a website and it gives you like a, a, a picture captcha? Yes. You, I, so like, I'm just trying to log into this thing so I can pull some information that I want to talk about on the station, but like, it's like, please identify these pictures. And so I have to lean over to my other screen for people on YouTube are watching me like shift my weight around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So um, let's just get to countries and listeners because we're at about the halfway point. Uh, Right now, we've got people from Australia, Austria, Belgium, Chile, Finland, France, Germany, Hungary, Italy, Japan, Malaysia, the Netherlands, Peru, the Philippines, Poland, Romania, Russia, South Africa, the United Kingdom, and the United States. And uh, of the people who have created listener accounts and are currently listening, obviously most people, I think, don't have listener accounts, but right now we've got Anseriform, DMJ is listening, Dr. Kong, Googie2149, I hate you all, uh, Kurenai, Mr. Sketchyachi, SU Tempest, or Sue Tempest, Tango Far, Zas2, Chris1, Fumi, almost Fumo, 
almost, not quite. Uh, Ma is the username. Option 240, 6A, Usine, and Zelgrad. Thank you everyone for listening tonight. Uh, whether you're listening here or if you're on YouTube, it's not going to show your, your name. Uh, but thank you all of you out there for listening as well and watching. All right, so if we're on you, streaming on YouTube right now, are we going to be like Linus and just ignore like super chats? I don't think we got super chats. We do don't we? get super chats. We're not that popular. We just, oh. what was it? Um, I think last month we passed 100 subscribers on, on the Gensoki Radio channel, and that's my only three-digit channel. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not, it's not really a thing. But hey, you know, like, if this ends up working out on, on YouTube, and I, the only reason we really have a channel is because there are some things that we regularly publish, although they are comparatively, you know, if you look at other channels on YouTube, far and few between we just it makes sense to have a place to publish some things like the top 100 videos and stuff like that uh you know furthermore there is some other uh, video content that is made available to some of our supporters out there which i'll get to uh, a little bit later here but um there's a lot of video content of us like just at events and conventions and things because uh, a lot of people just like they think, you know, it's a, it's a radio station and operates 24 hours a day. Uh, we have these live shows once a month uh, at minimum. And beyond that, like, well, what do we do? I don't know. Like, a lot of stuff goes on. We've got something going on next month. And it is time to talk about our return to Anime Boston in 2019. Yes. How hype are you, DMJ? Oh, boy. Hype. <laughs> Hype. No, I still need to get, I'm getting our plane tickets done. <laughs> oh, you haven't done week. that yet. Um, weren't, it's mostly because... Weren't you the one that told like, me about, like, the sale that was going on when the TSA was on, on, uh, Strike or whatever it was? Yeah, and that's when I found out, like, apparently now you need a credit card out of the two airports in this area in order to buy plane tickets instead of a debit card because apparently they are having... Uh, issues with uh, identity theft. Oh, that's weird. Uh, okay, well, that's too bad. Nice. Um, yeah, so I have to I have to use a credit card, and I don't have one, so I have to be like, I'll pay you back, mom, but I need to use your credit card. Yeah, man. Nice. That's too bad. But um, yeah, that so that's a thing. Every year since, oh gosh, what was the year? Um, I I wrote this down actually, like because. I, uh, well, I don't want to jump to that yet, but we've been to Boston for the last six at least years, something like that, and um, I've been there every year except for last year, as well as DMJ, and we've kind of made it this tradition where we go there. Uh, the first year we were there, we helped out with an arcade setup, uh, which at the time was just six computer stations um, in the arcade where you can go and sit in front of a PC and you can play really any of the Toho games that are out there, um, any of the official ones. In many cases, a lot of the fan games are on the, the machines as well. Um, and they have controllers and keyboard. It's like, you know, it's just like pick your poison at that point. Uh, it's, it's really fun because you can find any of the like head-to-head -head games, whether it's the fighters, those are pretty popular, or the uh, the bullet hell sort of like, if, if you imagine like, uh, 
like two-player Tetris, that kind of thing, where you've got windows on both the left and right side, and you're going head-to-head, -head and like certain actions in one player affects how many bullets appear on the other player's screen and stuff like that. So it's like, it's really fun to, to, to play those games, especially if you don't have the games, or you don't know where to find them, or you just can't be bothered um, to go there and check out what this whole Toho project thing's about. Um, okay. Our radio station plays derivative music from the Toho project series, so kind of a big thing in some uh, communities. I'm kind of excited for it this year because I still have this giant, giant amplifier that I kind of want to tell you. We have to so figure oh, out how we're going to make that work. I'm bringing both my Switch and I'm bringing Clone Hero with me. Ooh. And we are in the arcade, so uh, I do every time I do extend an open invitation for everyone, anyone who wants to play washing machine games or pretend driving games with me. Okay, so like normally I would say that was boring, Zara, but like, guess what? I'm in. I yeah. had a gotcha play in my mind, but I'm willing to try it this time because of how much fun I had on Crossbeat Sunrise last time. Mm -hmm. But um, I am actually considering something for Clone Hero. So I found in the recent update, they actually have the ability to create your own playlist without having to like download one. So I'm thinking of taking all the Toho songs that I have in my set list and just bringing those. Hmm. I'm not sure that I really have the time to do this, but if anyone wants to, if anyone is proficient in mapping those kinds of uh, mapping for that game and would like to map two Who songs, I'm here. Please, 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 please. <laughs> I beg of you. I'm here I to beg provide source material. I need more. Like, here's the problem. They always, every time one of the big charters like get into that game and get a Toa song is, they always pick either a dead corp they pick Rashadi B or they pick uh, uh, Demi Tori. And it's always the hardest one of all of them. So it's always like, oh, yeah, I can't play this because that's I'm on expert and that's level six or five or four on expert. And I cannot play six, five or four. It's like I'm three and below right now. I still have to learn some technique. Ugh, so difficult. Uh, I want a Toho set list. That's good. Well, at least they exist. I mean, at least they're out there. Yeah, at least they are. So this year. Yeah. Maybe. I wonder what's going like, because they expanded a lot. So like you were saying, there were six when they started. Mm -hmm. Now we're at what? Like tw closing it on 20? Well, I think the year, the last year that I was out there um, in 20. Gosh, it wasn't. No, it was 2017, wasn't it? Um, yeah. That was about 20 machines. Now, also take into effect this time around, they are also including PS4s and Nintendo Switches. Uh, in the arcade setup? Yeah, uh, They, oh. but I wow. last time they swapped out laptops for them. But I think this time what they're planning on doing is actually getting space for them and throwing them up on projector. Especially um, since recently, um, Sky Arena just came out for Switch. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. So there's that. So I could see that happening. And especially because um, people will bring their Switches to uh, AB and it, it does support four player local. I could see like throwing one person up on a projector and then three people who have the game on Switch playing behind them on their own monitor. I can see that happening. Yeah? Hmm. 
So I'm really interested to see that. That's interesting that you mentioned different um, consoles. It's more than just PC gaming. It's uh, that's something I didn't even really consider. Uh, that was there more of that there last year then than say the year. No, it was actually started uh, 2017. Okay. Hmm. They they swapped out a computer for a PS4. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Um, I, I guess the the Nintendo Switches are because it yeah. wasn't a thing back in 2017. Now we have stuff on Switch. Yep. Dang. All right. And they're actually half decent. <laughs> yeah. So, well, at, at, at least for Switch standards, I mean, everything's gonna get better get better as it goes on. Uh, I eventually see. Um, uh, I saw an article to, uh, yesterday that kind of like piqued my interest where a lot of niche games, uh, niche, niche indie games uh, will be coming out on Switch. Um, that It seems like Nintendo has a better option for indie games than PlayStation does. And I could eventually see like maybe we'll start seeing some of the first official Toho titles coming over to um, Nintendo Switch before we start seeing a lot more of the bullet hell games on PS4. I could see that happening. You think so? I mean, that, that's yeah, a, I that's a, I like a significant port to do that. I think it it is, but I could also see like NIS helping, and I can also see uh, Xseed maybe take it, or even Tasfero. I can see Tasfero. They already have experience importing stuff to the PSN, and they already have experience somewhat working by proxy on the on the Switch. I could see them working on Switch ports of the Bullet Hells. Yeah, like I could I could see it, mm. and I personally think it would be like the coolest thing to be able to uh, like throw it because those games aren't big let's be honest toho games aren't big those are the perfect games to throw on a switch because of the limited hardware uh, hard drive space especially with sd cards you know like, what i realized like looking up stuff on steam is is no longer easy in in terms of uh the official Toho games. I, I just wanted to like look up what the publisher is for the uh, games from Zune on Steam. Uh, Mediascape Co Limited helps them out with that. Uh, but and and the same for the other two games that we mentioned earlier, um, fourteen point three and fifteen, which are out on Steam due next month. Look forward to that. Um, actually, no, those will be out on Steam. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter because they would have already had the games, but. It'll be more, it'll just be easier for people to like say at the convention, hey, the game that you're playing right now is on Steam, like more stuff's on Steam. Before it was exclusively like, hey, there's like a booth or two in the merchants hall that might yep. sell copies of the games. And that's like one of the most convenient ways to get it. It's still gonna cost you like $30 to like per game. But on Steam, I'm sure it's going to be a little more reasonable. Uh, yeah. We were predicting about $10. I'm going to guess it's probably going to be a little bit more. I'm closer to 15 but we'll see. Uh, I'm saying for legacy games, I think they're going to be cheaper. Newer games, I can see fit. I but legacy games, I, I see them. But it's... The 14, 15 wasn't that long ago. Well, you also have to take into consideration... Well, 15, yes, and... 14.3 yes because they're running an hd graphics but i'm saying everything that's non-hd graphics i see you're going to be cheaper significantly cheaper and they're probably going to have to run in some sort of compatibility mode either hardwired into the game's development in the port or you're going to have to do it manually okay. on pc which by the way speaking this is just like a quick little aside 
Windows 7 is getting discontinued support after next year. So if you're still on Windows 7, like me, you're going to have to make the switch to Windows 10 yeah, in order for you to stay secure. So just like keep yep. aware. Yep. So, and I don't know how Windows, I actually have not played a Toho game ever on Windows 10. So I don't know how they run. Well, when Windows 10 first came out, there were a lot of reports saying that the Toho games just didn't really run on on Windows 10. I, I think it's different these days. I haven't really tried personally. Uh, but yeah, it, early on it was a problem. Now I think it's better. But yeah, wait and see. If they're on, actually, you know what? On Steam. Uh, heck, I have hidden, well, double dealing. Yeah, I have um, Hidden Star in Four Seasons. So. Okay, Tempest. Uh, the extended support for Windows 7 that ends in 2020 only applies to enterprise-grade uh, enterprise versions of Windows that are running on volume orders, not for anybody running Windows 10 Enterprise at home. Yeah. All right. Um, hey, there there is a, a thing going on called our eight-year anniversary, and... I kind of yeah. wanted to do a little bit of a toast only because when I went to the Mall of America with Puzzle uh, last weekend, we found a store called Tomodachi that sells a bunch of um, Japanese stuff, including food. And guess what, what I found at Tomodachi in Mall find? of America? What'd you find, bro? Uh -oh. Zara, like... I, I might even be able to let hey, have exactly one guess. Like, what is the thing? I was like, I was even bugging Nano about this. Like, Nano, you have that at that store. Why don't they have that at stores around? Was me? it that? Was it that melon soda you were really mm -hmm. into? <laughs> I found melon creamy soda by uh, UCC. I guess that's a company. Uh, it's one of those that. Let's see, 2019, Yeah, it's one of those that has both the English and Japanese um, nutrition facts on the back. So mm. it's kind of interesting. Product of Japan. What I really want is uh, what I really want is the the sort of like the citrus soda that was like, the the different citrus sodas that were in the uh, Kominis. They were like citrus soda, like good citrus soda, but also 4.5. <laughs> Oh, you know, I, so I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to be different than what I am used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the other stuff was was like a definite green color. This is more of a sort of a pale, cream soda. A pale green. Kind of think like root beer compared to cream soda, right? Like the, it's, it's the same color, but it's just a lighter tone. That's kind of what this is now that I'm pouring it into my Gensokyo Radio mug available on GensokyoRadio.net <laughs> uh, yeah Plug. so if you're listening out there if you're watching out there it is 8 years in Gensokyo Radio it's not I mean it's not like a milestone like 5 years was I broke out the wine bottle for I was, that okay you know what though <laughs> what? I think 8 years is significant because most there's a lot of podcasts out there that fizzle out after their five years. I've, I, it's, it's, it's common. There's, there are very little, and those who survive normally are top. Normally are people, normally are podcasts that like have corporate backing or, you know, are top trending on Facebook, really? Facebook or whatever. But we're, yeah, we're still ticking after this long. I mean, most, most podcasts that do niche stuff like this fizzle out after a couple years. 
like for real. And I, I think eight years is an accomplishment because I mean, even as a site as a whole, eight years is an accomplishment at this point. Yeah, we're we're nothing if not consistent or persistent. I guess both, hopefully. I would I would say it's a good combination of both, a healthy combination of persistent and consistent. Yeah. Well, I mean, on on one hand, we enjoy doing what we do. On the other hand, uh, it's difficult to describe the level of listenership simply by looking at, say, concurrent viewers on YouTube or listeners on on our other you know, on the station side. Uh, we can only really describe like the the sheer number of listeners we have on the station by looking at uh, like an annual summary of connections and filtering out people who just kind of like connected quick and then disconnected. Like, no, we actually look at like listeners that have listened for a significant amount of time and then we compile a list and it's like so it's all in the back end like we we pull stats from our database database living in the database like i'm going to be doing later this week but whoa whoa uh but like you know i can say we have roughly thirty thousand regular listeners from the the u.s i think that number is slightly higher in in japan but you wouldn't know it by looking at concurrent listeners viewers on youtube or or uh, are listening, or not listening, um, listing on uh, Showcast Yellow Pages. Because like, the number is going to be like in the 60s and 70s, and that's pretty like normal, average number, but it's not like anything to really write home about. And I mean, here's the other thing. I think the definition of podcasts has really changed over the past eight years. Because it, and this is just where I stand when it comes to podcasts. I personally think if you're doing a quote-unquote podcast on YouTube and it's just video format and you do not release a strictly audio version uh, audio version, or make that video version very audio-friendly, uh, you're not doing a podcast. You're doing a, essentially a video vlog at that point. I, I And for us to actually stay true to an audio format, like strictly audio true podcast, is a very tantamount to yeah. where we stand as you know so, not only a quote-unquote radio show but also as you know kind of keeping the audio medium itself alive yeah and and the way that we run our station uh which you know kind of interesting because we'll talk more about this um after this uh break coming up here uh, but the, the way that we run our station historically, and what we'd like to keep it as a, a station that just you tune in and whatever is playing is playing, and you don't really have the ability to make live requests, uh, that, that's just like kind of the way that we've run the station for some time. Although, uh, having said that, there have been some recent developments with the station that may enable us to change exactly how that works and we'll talk a bit more about that in the next break here uh i've poured my melon soda so i have to complete this toast because i started it and then we started talking yep. about other things uh thank you out there everyone who's listening to Gensoki radio for now and in the future and in the past and if you have been around to remember what like the stage five shows are or to remember how kind of terrible our earlier stuff was um and you're still here like holy cow uh, thank you very much thanks to all of you know our what, supporters out there too uh, stage stage five needs to come back and stage those five needs fun. to come back uh, that was, those were fun stage five was so insane those were always just off the walls bonkers 
It's true. I think the, the last one, the last Sage Five we did was with Sean. Well, they've all were with Sean. Uh, so yeah, but that at, was the last one. Like that's how long ago it was. At this point, we've got something coming up from Amateras, and then after that, uh, more stuff on Gonzo Live number seventy-eight.
It's Oki Radio Live number 78 tonight. Welcome back. Uh, us to the station and you to the sound of our voices. Uh, I never I never explained what happened to Nano. Uh, I think I said that at like the first five minutes of the show or something. You know what? I think that's Linus sleep, uh, slipping in because it's like, oh, we have a title a title uh, thing to do. Oh my gosh. Let's no, uh, like, mention it in the last compare, five minutes of Don't compare show. me to... <laughs> I have returned. Although, admittedly, like, we started adapting the whole, like, show notes thing kind of based on what they do with the WAN show. It is, it is good practice. It, it, it serves as a good anchor if you lose sight of where you want to go or things you want to cover. Because, least, for the longest time on Gensoki Radio Live, we didn't have a document. We... Winged it. Winged it. And, so many shows in a row like we'd always winged it except for like we'd have like Even now maybe, I'm still winging it. maybe one big thing that we wanted to talk about but i mean at least now we have something to refer to uh yes the thing that happened with nano is not one of those things on that document so therefore uh so you're familiar dmj with how nano's schedule tends to change every now and then at his workplace yeah uh once upon a time, he was uh, the non-daywalker, and then he turned into a daywalker. Well, he's still a daywalker. Uh, that hasn't changed. But his schedule shifted by one hour and then also one day. So he does technically have work on Saturdays now when we do our live shows. However, if nothing's going on, I think I guess Saturday tends to be the slow day for him uh, where he works. Uh, there's a chance that he can get off work early. I guess this time around it didn't happen, therefore he's not with us. Um, but yeah, so we might actually see Nano less often during these shows, and that's why, in case you're wondering. <sighs> to be fair, though, I mean, he didn't really talk much anyway. Uh, yeah. What was what was in interesting, like, okay, so I mentioned how, like, he used to work at night, basically. Uh, the, the third shift, he would get home at like six in the morning or something go to sleep and then uh on saturdays for these shows he would end up work waking up early like he only would get like six hours of sleep or something uh come out of these shows and and be like hey guys what's up in his like half asleep dazed state and i guess that kind of just carried over that the level of participation from when he used to be on that shift to just how he approaches these shows Maybe I'm okay. ragging on, D on on Nano a little bit too much. I don't know. Okay. I'm just saying. So, like, like you need to understand something, Lunar. Oh, I got off work yesterday at 5 <laughs> o'clock. Because you're in the... Okay, I realize now that we have someone with the similar time schedule in this. Oh, where's, where's time schedule? I only got... I get... Okay, average sleep time for the past... How long have I been working night shift? Since 2014. And I'm not kidding you. This is not an exaggeration. Five hours sleep a night every day, mm. even on weekends. Man, I functioned strictly off five hours of sleep. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. There was a. It was like, in between fall semester at, at school because I'm taking classes again at college, and uh, basically like a week ago, my sleep schedule got so thrown off that I would end up like going to sleep way late waking up way late um but then at some point i ended up like napping in the middle of the day like i would get home from classes at around one in the afternoon 
and I would take a nap, but then I also wouldn't wake up until like 10 or 11 at night. And then I realized, well, crud, my schedule is completely inverted now. So last week I resolved that and uh, things are good. All right, just just personal problems. That's what we talk about on Kazoki Radio. Uh, what was what was it? <laughs> I was actually watching something the other day, and it kind of like made me think think about like my sleep schedule. I think it was um, something about Milsim West, and it was like right before they started their game, and the commander of the Russian side was sitting down with everybody. He's going over like, "All right, guys, you guys are only going to be getting like X amount of hours of sleep." I can't remember how much it was. But then he broke it down by hour. And he's like, you guys are going to get it on average four hours of sleep. And I'm like, huh, I get on average for the past like year three. So like I could, I could, that's extra sleep for me. I feel like I'm sleeping in military time all the time. Oh my gosh. I couldn't, I just can't imagine. Like, like you don't understand. Like it's, it's insane. The fact that I'm able to. Like, function wake up and like do the show <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's like sleeping shifts i literally there are there are times where i do this show i wake up and i go from zero like dead sleep to being able to function Whoa. what was that sorry <laughs> sorry my freaking I, I have the blue mic arm oh, and when i went to move, move i moved my arm to go grab my drink and i accidentally bopped the little button to release the microphone all right, all right. <laughs> but like I literally go from like a zero, like dead sleep, to show ready, full energy in like five minutes. Cool. So, you know, now that you say that, you kind of have a similar sleep schedule sometimes uh, when we're doing stuff at Boston because you often end up being the person that helps with closing the thing and then also goes in early to, to set it up for opening the next day. I live by the mentality of first one in, last one out. Man. I live by that that thing. First one in, last one out when it comes to those things. Why? Because that way, when I walk in, I know everything's set up. Everything's perfect. I already know those systems. Why did my finder just open up on my web browser? I know. I, know <laughs> I thought you knew everything going. about your systems. Just personal problems here on Gensoki Radio. It's what we cover all day, every day. And uh, like, <laughs> like, it's crazy because like, I don't think a lot of people understand like, when it comes to something like that for me in my mind it's always just like i don't care if this is, i'm going to treat everything here as if it was mine this is my territory i need to make sure everything is running perfect and making sure that if something were to happen someone's there to fix it because what's that's like one of the big things that's why like as soon as i can get into that room I am making sure all the computers are up and running, all running something. The music is running. There's no problems because those those computers are what like easily six years old it, it, with some components. Yeah, probably. I mean, a, a lot of it's just sort of hand me down, put together, but make sure that it works well enough for uh, the, okay, the setup to be consistent. Down together. What? Talk, we're going to call it Mad Max because okay? <laughs> he has cutbacks of the computer off, computers off. Just so he could fit full size cards in, in full size graphic cards into computers they don't fit into. But yeah. does he cover everything in chrome spray paint? You know what? That needs to happen next time. No. Why would you? no? You're right though. Uh, some of the cases are are 
in dubious condition at best. If you look at the back of some of the towers, if you ever have the the opportunity and you actually make it to Boston, some of the towers do have like cutaway um, sharp metal edges, I guess, at the back. Please be careful with these. Most it's of them. Like you know how to use cherry rig. Most of them aren't like that, but there's a, at least a couple of them that are. So yeah. You know what's you know what's funny? Like I can go get anti 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 uh or not anti cut resistant kevlar gloves from work i'm just gonna bring those <laughs> just in case i have to handle one of those computers you know just like full safety gear up i would like safety glasses kevlar sleeves kevlar gloves hey or if you can slide around in those uh if you can slide around in those gloves they'd be perfect mm, yep no i know where they're getting at like <laughs> the, the whole thing about um just the way that the sleep schedule at AB works is just the way that I function. Like, and it, it, it's it's weird because flying, I always leave directly after shift on a Wednesday, which is a Thursday for you uh, mm. day walkers. Thursday morning for you day walkers. Uh -huh. um, wow. So flight, wait a minute. So fly. like the moment when I, I remember one year we're like, I was standing in the lobby and I was with some of our other friends in Boston, but we hadn't seen DMJ yet. And I'm, I'm standing in the middle of the lobby and out of nowhere, from my right, DMJ just walks up at me and says, okay, here's the plan. Like, no, hi, no, how are you? No, it's been a year since I've seen you, man. How have you been? You're just like, okay, Lunar, so here's the situation. I'm like, whoa, you're going fast right now. I don't know. Because what do that's I even all do? I have at that moment. <laughs> it's at, that mo at that moment in time, when I'm walking in, it's just... It's, it becomes business because that's all that like because I've been gone for like the past 20 some odd maybe pushing 30 hours no sleep I just worked a full shift I just got off a flight it's time to go because we need to get this thing set up yeah you're right ah but no, it's it's good time. Like if you can make it out to Boston, we're gonna be out there. And uh, in the it's arcade, you'll be able to find at least one of us there pretty much all the time. So probably partying down, blasting music. Yeah. Um, there's blasting always here. and there's always like a decent decent crowd there too. It's not like it's not. There's a reason why there's twenty some odd computers, and they're always filled, and there's always lines. It's true, yeah. Like six computers, you you. There'd always be like just like a huge collection of spectators, and then we grew the setup because well, people wanted to play more, and we grew it up to twenty, which takes a massive amount of power if you think about it. Like, I don't oh, even. What are they uh, up to these days? Last year, last year we actually had to split between two power cables and we were pulling near max on both. My gosh. It's okay, yeah, Henry. It, it I believe um, hot to the, Like the cable was physically hot to the touch. Uh, yeah. I believe Henry now owns a, um, an extended, like, um, like an elongated Impreza wagon so he can actually carry all this Whoa, stuff. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. It, it, yeah, you saw it last time. Crazy. Well, you saw it last time because his car, uh, his car finally failed inspection, and he got this like long wagon. Yeah, and uh, just okay. Uh, this is actually more of a personal question for everybody here in the staff because we all know Henry. Does he still have the plates? Was he able to retain the plates? I'm not sure. Uh, when when he first got the vehicle, it didn't. But at the time, he just didn't have the time to switch it over. Yeah, because that's, I, that's that the was last the I know coolest of it. thing. That was the coolest thing that he had that license plate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. 
Uh, but like if you guys come out, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, though, if you are a hardcore Toho fan and you guys want to play the games, um, if you guys are only got a Saturday pass, come early because if you were to come in the afternoon, uh, good luck trying to get out one of the computers because there are all lines everywhere. Don't be blessed. Like, it is Saturday is busy. Yep, yep, that's okay. true. I'm going to that we are blasting. We yeah. got what is it? Four projectors too. We got four projectors going. So much. I think it's three, maybe four. I recall three, but hey, you know, four is not unreasonable. Uh, we've got a couple things coming up. First of all, uh, we've got a, our Q&A. We've got a couple things out there. If you haven't yet done so, if you've got a question for any of us here, uh, there is a link in the info channel on our Discord uh, server. That is discord.gg slash gr. You can go out there, hit the link, and uh, send us a question. It's for any one of us or all of us. Um, I'm going to wait until the next break here just to give people a little bit more time to submit their stuff. Uh, in the meantime, though, I do want to cover some things that we have going on at uh, GR. Um, as I don't know, was I able to mention this last show? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, we have a new product on our page. It is a very you, simple product, actually. Uh, we're doing stickers. I think you stickers. did mention this last show. Okay. But it was like right at the very end, and it wasn't even on the dock. Um, so, like. Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, we have stickers. Uh, it's not like a super duper woohoo thing, but uh, there were a lot of our listeners who were saying, hey, you know, it'd be nice to be able to support the station without having to pay exorbitant uh, shipping costs for things like ceramic mugs or for t-shirts uh, and stuff like that. Uh, we have a couple different t-shirts. We've got this mug, uh, but those all have uh, shipping costs associated with them. It's, um, and, and even if we help like cover part of the shipping cost internationally, it still is, I guess, too much for some people, which is fine. I mean, like, I totally understand. Uh, it's just a difficult thing. It's one of those things we just can't get around. It's got to get there somehow. It's got to go through someone. So there you go. Um, but stickers are free shipping internationally for this pre-order right now. I, I will say that shipping might go up by a dollar for international. Oh no, a dollar. Uh, just because the USPS did raise their stamp prices, um, not that long ago when I realized this and the stickers don't have very high margin to begin with because they're stickers, but... Uh, so it is $3 for three stickers. They are three inch diameter stickers. You can convert that to your metric unit, three inches to, I think it's like 6.7 centimeters or something like seven, something or other. Anyway, um, so those are out there and they are high quality vinyl stickers. You can stick them to, you know, your car or something that like is in the weather and stuff. And it should be there for, uh, I, I, they're quoting it like a, up to six years <clears throat> so that sounds pretty good and you know if that wears out and we're still around in six years then you've got another one or you can pick up an I, I don't know <laughs> anyway they're out there on gonsokyradio.net it's a super simple way and it's really cheap so um and they're good quality stickers we didn't skimp on the quality of these um which is why the margins are so low but that's Just because of the best stickers what we could find yeah basically so they're out there also yeah shirts and mugs um i'm i'm plugging this now because 
we had a pre-order for the stickers and the pre-order didn't cover the entire cost of us getting the stickers. So the Gensoki Radio wallet is completely empty for like the first time in several years. So if we don't get any support from listeners, our policy has always been and will probably always be that we will support the station out of our own pockets, but it's nice for people to chip in so that we don't have to do that um, all on our own, especially considering how much stuff goes on with the station these days. Uh, so, Guys, yeah. the shrine needs money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Rimu, Rimu broke and Rimu need that cash. Yeah. Please, subscribe. <laughs> uh, there's there's a song out here that I was telling DMJ about uh, not that long ago. Okay. Had to do with... Oh, yeah. No, I actually have two of them here. We're going to bump into towards Jaunty. the end of the song here. Or the, the show, even. So I'm going to hop into these now. We'll get to questions. Again, uh, send us those if you have any. We've got another song from Iron Attack coming up. Uh, and then after that, something from Connie Cream, Choco Corn... Yeah, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I know DMJ is going to like at least one of these, probably both of them, and hopefully you guys out there do as well. So we'll tap into this. This is Gensoki Radio Live number 78. Japan. <laughs>
Can soak you radio live number 78. We're in the home stretch here. And DMJ is thoroughly uh gosh. What have you been posting in in Discord? I have to Don the Zero and T. Yeah, it's okay. a, it's about to get donutty in here. That's what <laughs> Oh Jaunty Boys. I see a J. Okay, I got it. It's Jaunty Boys. Cause that song jaunts. <laughs> I did not hear a single fret. <laughs> a single one. So, <laughs> so right, because um, um because I'm playing it, I didn't think about this until Arani brought it up. But um, if you miss if you miss the old foreground eclipse, uh, I want to let you know that um, I have a couple of albums from the new Kachikachiyama. Um, I did send Lunar one of them, uh, and it is uh, it is hardcore kind of metally screamo featuring okay. Nami on the vocals. Okay. What? Okay. Nanam is back to vocalizing hardcore metal. Oh, hold on. Lunar? What? Lunar? What's up? Right now, you don't exist. This is <laughs> This is exciting. What? This is the most... Because this foreground eclipse! There was... Okay. Rant time. Oh, no. The hole. The, the hole in the Toho metal genre. Okay? Has been super like like it was like a it was like a sinkhole that was growing because as soon as foreground eclipse left everybody kind of went their own separate ways uh because undead corpse started doing their own thing unlucky morpheus did their own thing uh for a while um like everybody else kind of just like fell off and like if you were to go try to find toho metal out there it's not as prevalent as it was i would say back in 2012 where it was like i would say the scene is at like it's hard like the hardest with just hearing that zara makes me think like maybe there's hope maybe there's hope for the for the the, the toho metal genre to come back because like at this point, like, there's a reason why I've been trying to get, like, death metal growl, like, death metal and deathcore growls, like, back. Because my idea, and I'm, like, actually kind of committed to this. I really want to put out, like, a Toho deathcore album. Like, I really want to do this so bad. Because, like, no one's done it. It's weird. Like, I want to give it, like, that... How would I put it? That, that special feel that you know that was kind of like lost when foreground eclipse kind of left because like foreground eclipse had like this very unique sound yeah and... so um e i found this um i found this uh i found this circle kachikachiyama while i was browsing some of the um comic recent comic cats and apparently it involves some of the old guys from register six and madame is on the vocals if Register sticks to... even better because those guys are jaunty. Yeah. Register stick. Register sticks. Put out. Um... Oh, what is that album? Oh, this is gonna bother me. Give me a minute. I think I know what you're talking. I have about. to open up Fubar because yeah. I I had tragedy happen. Lost my uh my it's official my SD card on my phone corrupted, so I have oh. to go to my backups. So yeah. this is definitely going to be a circle I'm going to be following. Uh, I do want to sneak a few tracks into the um, data. I did. I did send Lunar their latest um, comic release. Okay. And if you're here next, if you're um, if you're coming to Boston next month, you will hear a bit. Please, please, 
Where is that Register 6 album? Alright, so while you're doing that, we do have some community questions to get to. New Age Swagger. I did kind of say we were going to do this, even though we're kind of butting up against the end of the show. Alright. So we got a few here. Uh, and if you, if there are any others that are submitted after this point, we'll get to them as well. Basically, we'll do this until the end of the show. So, yep. uh, first one comes from I Hate You All. That's, yeah, that's the, the name. This is Pretty for soon. everyone. <clears throat> this is interesting. Here's a hypothetical. You're chilling at home when suddenly your door is broken down by Reimu. She finds you and says, Hey, have you seen any yokai around here? You look behind Reimu and see a gap form behind her, over her shoulder. Yukari is visible on the other side, waving and mouthing to you, Say no! How do you get out of this situation? Sober up. <laughs> because that's, that's <laughs> the only thing I can think of. Like, like this, this isn't real. Put down the joint. I gotta be wasted. <laughs> Absent. Um. Uh. Yeah. Something along those lines. I don't think you're entire, I mean, You're not all there. If if, the, if this is what is happening. If it was a completely reality-based situation, if I handed Rimu ten bucks, I think she would leave me alone. Oh. <laughs> I just think you like, know, just you know, ten bucks just be like. Shh. You're probably right. Just. Yeah. yeah, I could probably, I could probably buy, I could probably bribe her with the five thousand yen bill I still have. The the. Oh, I think she also would accept USD. She probably even has a square. At that point, like I physically oh. think at that, point, she she was she was cognizant enough to understand to go to our world. She would at that point have a square because you were like nobody carries cash anymore. <laughs> I suppose yeah. Although in Japan that's a different story. Japan never stopped carrying cash, my dude. There's, yeah. I mean like. Because I mean, like, how many times he's like, hey, can I borrow this money? He's like, oh, dude, I don't have any cash. He's like, don't worry, I have Square. It's just like, or like, she'll be like, hey, transfer it to my PayPal. Hey, yeah, there you go. Uh huh. God. Well, the PayPal would then shut her down for being extremist. Eh. Okay. Yeah. The, the, this next one's for me, but I think it applies. This can be for everyone. Uh, from Blue, they ask, how did you discover Toho and Toho Music? Hmm, back to the origin story, I see. Oh. So, uh, once upon a time, there was this little thing, uh, was it, oh gosh, the year was 2010, I believe. Uh, there was this thing called Toho Fortress 2. I think it still exists, technically, uh, although Team Fortress 2 as a game is not what it used to be. Uh, that was a mod that was actually still being made like i was playing that around the same time that the model for the soldier uh Reimu, was still being made and basically in beta uh from there for some dumb reason i don't really know the exact chain of events but uh, eventually i got pulled into a steam group um that itself was like a split group of a larger Toho Steam community or something like that. Uh, and then after that, I ended up making my own group called the Toho Fight Night Network, where we played Toho 10.5 and 13... Or was it 12.5? I can't remember. It was 12.3. Yeah, that was what it was. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we played those games. And then once, uh, was it 13.5, the one where everyone's floaty, everyone lost interest because the mechanics completely changed and they were unfamiliar and we didn't really like it. 
I don't so, like change. Yeah, so the so the group kind of went downhill from there. But while I was making, while I was like doing that group, we did like uh, every two weeks we would have a fight night, and it was just people would gather in the steam room on Friday nights, and we'd play Toho games together. It was kind of fun. Um, while I was doing that, this random person named Our Tribe. <clears throat> um, found me on Steam and was like, hey, uh, would you mind promoting this little thing that I'm working on called Gensokyo Radio? Uh, and that was in, like, spring of 2010. By the end of... Oh, no. Uh, spring of 2011, actually. By the end of 2011, like, December, uh, he was going to shut down the station, and I said, uh, wait a minute, I kind of like this thing that you're working on. Let me see if I can do something with it. And so uh, I made a really quick website i spun up a really basic um bare bones like shoutcast thing on i think it was really like my own home server at that point and just tried to make something happen um i was able to completely max out our home bandwidth within the span of a couple months um because it was gaining in popularity and every month for the next like year and a half was constant growth uh, to the point where we definitely needed a dedicated server, and now we run our server in a data center in uh, in Canada. So, um, yeah. How did I discover the music? Uh, I guess our tribe by by sort of association. Um, that kind of explains that. Yeah. What about you, DMJ? Okay. So mine's like a mine's mine's a good story. It's a really really weird story. So. Um, at my high school, we had the ability to go to, uh, there's adult, what we call the adult learning center, which is essentially this like, like a skill center that was next door that we can learn stuff. So I decided to take the IT course there and I was taking it with my buddy Ryan at the time. And, um, anybody who has ever taken a high school level computer course at all, uh, understands that, um, the board of education in their state sucks at security and we can load any games we want. <laughs> onto their onto their cloud systems <laughs> yeah and so currently on the game yeah oh dude totally you don't know how many people at it systems do this so in my comp tia class we decided that we were going to load up games up on it so we had like a hidden folder that we had team fortress 2 we had killing floor we had counter-strike we had halo ce we had uh starcraft 2 and we had I think it was Golden Eye Source. And we were just playing that. <laughs> and after a while, we got bored because the class was like two hours long. And like within the first 15 minutes, me and my buddy were like completing this class, like on the online course and stuff. So we were, didn't sit there and play games all the time. So one day he comes in and um, we've been we've been experimenting with loading different games on there. So like one of them brought in KOTOR, uh, the original KOTOR. Um, Somebody bought, and then uh, I think he brought in at one point, he brought um, some anime game. I couldn't remember what it was, but he brought it in and played it. And then he came in with a flashlight. He's like, Hey, I found these th Toho games. I'm like, Oh, what are those? He goes, I don't know, but like, come check it out. And it wasn't like um, he did it. it was like, he, I saw the, the, the bullet hells he showed me then. I was just like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And then we got to the fighter, and uh, it was 12.3. And I remember he loaded up 12.3, me and him play a couple games, and I started making Sherno. And I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then at the time, our high school decided to merge the anime club with the video games club. And so I kind of got merged with the anime section. I'm like, oh, well, this is kind of like a really cool like mishmash. 
So I kind of like showed everybody there that night. It was pretty fun, but nobody else got like hooked on it like me and Ryan were. So we kind of like kept going. Um, and then for some reason, and I want to know like how this happens, but Toho and Team Fortress 2 seem to go together so well. Every time I would come home, um, I didn't really have the games with me because uh, I think it was like, it took me like a month to finally can, like ask him like, hey, can you transfer it over to my flash tracker? Um, we would go home and I would play Team Fortress 2 and there was a team on Team Fortress 2, uh, some of the... Uh, homebrew servers on there had the ability for you to connect to uh, Shoutcast uh, radios mm. and Gensoki Radio was one of them. Hmm. So I was listening to Gensoki Radio back in 2012 on Team Fortress 2 and I would just play and I would just like go in, type in chat, connect to Gensoki Radio and then I'd be listening to Gensoki Radio while playing Team Fortress 2. And that's where I met um, my buddy, oh, my, my friend at the time, Owen. Um, who we went on to play other games with. Uh, we would we always created like this weird these weird ideas, and we but we were like really into Toho. Um, so we all like literally dropped every every game for six full months, and played for eight hours Toho twelve point three oh. to gross amounts of skill. <laughs> um, and then we played Ghost Recon Future Soldier and created a clan on there called. Uh, what was it like it was like so, like the Gensokyo operator something or other it was some some weird mishmash of tom clancy and Gensokyo. it's great it was like a failed idea that was just that worked um but that blossomed into uh me kind of getting into the music a little bit exclusively listening to toho music for about three years um starting to uh toho music reviews and then uh, get a hold of Lunar, and it was like, "Hey, me and my buddies are going down to Atlanta. The Zun's going. Uh, can we promote?" And he was like, "Well, we already got somebody down there, but uh, you guys can help him out." And that's when we met Puzzle, yep. and put me, Awesome Puzzle. We all got together and hung out. And this was all before we all became like part of GR. So like, I knew Puzzle before he was even part of GR, yep. which was weird. <laughs> Yep. Like that was like a weird like synchronicity. A little so bit. Yeah. We're all together. We're all to actually there was a lot of synchronicities that happened there that blew my mind. Like to this day, I'm just like, that's all still happening. So while we were down there, there was like this uh while we were down there, we were meeting with Don. I I I I felt like this actual like feeling of community when um we went to the photo op where if you ever look up uh, AWA 2013 Toho photo shoot. You'll see the picture that's uh, the the picture of everybody standing on the um, steps uh, right outside the convention center. And um, at that moment in time, um, where that the the bit the famous picture was actually the photograph of the photographer next to me who took the picture. Uh, that because it's the same camera angle as I've on my phone, but my picture was about five seconds before his picture because the uh, girl in the front was picking her nose. And then wasn't in that picture. Hmm. Um, but the uh, that time, this was where it got. This is where like the synchronicities all got together. So during the AWA, there was a Toho twelve point three contest or um, tournament, and little did I know it was. Henry and the guys from the Toho Roadshow that were putting it on. But when they showed up, their computers weren't working. So they like, hey, can we borrow laptops? And I had my laptop with me. So I let them borrow my laptop to play 12.3. And uh, that was the first time I met up with Henry. It was there. Like I loaned him my laptop. And it was kind of like weird. So like 
down the road, uh, eventually Lunar brought me on as the reviewer, and now I'm here speaking to you yep. in yep. your ears. <laughs> you get to hear my voice. Yep. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, hopefully, it's enjoyable to hear my voice because there are times, at least you don't have to hear my death metal screams, at least not yet. <laughs> not yet. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah, probably. We'll hear it. Yeah. And, um, because I think I got, uh, I'm going to be doing my uh, <coughs> mic upgrade here in a little bit. I'm going to be get, finally going up to that sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, oh, what is it called? Is it the that, is it uh, the SM7B or the SM7B? One? Yeah, I'm going to oh get my that. Oh gosh! Broken, See, I, I would have picked that one up, except it's a $400 microphone. Yeah, I know, but that thing is sweet. Uh, it's good for it's it's very multi-purpose. It's good for both vocals and podcasts. So I'm just like when, when, I know a little bit off track, but like when you get to a certain point where, I mean, I'm this microphone I'm on now XLR, 150 bucks on Amazon or whatever. Um, but doing a direct comparison between the uh, Behringer XM1800s and the uh, oh gosh, what is this one? It's like 2050. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's an Audio Technica, though. Um, yeah, there's there's no comparison. It's night and day. So I am honestly quite pleased with what I chose. And uh, for podcasts, which I, I guess we haven't mentioned during this show, and I, I guess I know we're over time, but we're still working on them. I'm kind of at the point where I just want to make sure that the episodes after the first one line up with what the pilot episode uh, is talking about so that there's consistency anyway Zara do you have anything to add to that we have one other one after this and we're over time but uh, we'll keep going um, with this so. well fortunately my story isn't as uh, extraordinary I just um, I played um, played some video games in my uh, during my high school days um, chief among them was Starcraft uh, I was like I was I got to the point in StarCraft where I could go to local live tournaments and get shut down by Koreans. That's pretty good in my eyes. Hmm. So um during the time I was um while I was practicing I would be listening to music. I was mostly listening to old like Vocaloid stuff, but then at some point I was introduced to Tuhu 7.5. Hmm. And we played a little bit of that. Uh, that but it was that one is shoot the bullet, right? No, that's the first fighter. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the first fighter that is that has no standard combos and is really, really weird to learn. But like all the characters behave radically differently, and there's no standard combos to speak of. Anyways, um, play a little bit. It was fun. I like the music in it. So eventually, it came to the point where. I started listening to Tuhu music, and I eventually just kind of, I eventually jumped over from um, from the vocal aid scene. On that note, um, Draw the Emotional is still up. Um, new album came out C95. I can't include it into the station, obviously, but um, new Draw the Emotional album, Draw, very good. Recommend. Sweet. Um, I've just been sort of listening and collecting music on my own from that point onward until just recently just like a year or two i came on here yeah because well, zara is baller Z the uh did we i feel like we had to have told the story at some point i remember the episode where like 
um, it was a couple of years ago or something where we were recapping Enemy Boston, uh, one of the years, and uh, during the recap, like Zara became a staff member, but we didn't cover it in the recap or something. So like it was it was a little strange because I mean Zara could have been like, hey, what about me? But but it didn't happen. Uh, so there was one year where. It was the year actually that we, um, I'd asked you to, to, if you wanted to be a staff member and it was a weird situation where like, um, DMJ was running late or something and Zara and I were both in the arcade and I mean, you guys probably know the story better than I do, but, uh, Zara had to go run out of the arcade to help DMJ with something. And I, I said, or Zara said, Hey, can I have your room key or something? And I said, I'll give you my room key, but on one condition. Will you be a staff member on GR? And Zara was like, ah, sure, I guess. Hi, <laughs> you I love the, the, the sigh, just, oh, I guess. <laughs> I guess Probably I'll... in his mind, probably like right then and there, he was just like. And and then you guys proceeded right? to get stuck in an elevator and had to have the yeah. Boston Fire Department rescue. True story. Oh, <laughs> it was a bonding experiment. Yeah, it was. Uh, okay. Experiment, not not an experience. Yeah, experiment. Yeah. <laughs> it was an experiment. How well Exper will you mesh with existing staff members? This is your initiation to trap you into an elevator. EMJ yeah. with limited oxygen for 45 minutes. Little did oh you God. know Lunarbot was behind the entire thing. <gasps> oh. Skynet, I swear. <laughs> All right. We are on our last question, unless we get one during this. Uh, Tempest asks Zara, because you're the library manager, will we get more insights on the station backlog and get info or teasers on what's going to be added or what's being considered for addition? Okay, so one out of two. Um, I can give you one out of two, like teasers and upcoming information. I can do a better job of like providing that just because I'm, I'm the one who goes out and gets them. But, um, it's well, things so like to, to clarify, like, library manager is like, yeah, the primary person for that, but at the same, like, by the same token, we all contribute. Yeah. It's not all just one person that is doing all this. <clears throat> I just want to make that clear because we're all proponents of, you know, we practice what we preach and we promote, or we promote the artists, but we also support the artists that we play. So, yeah. <clears throat> I do. Th I, I had this idea a long time ago. I thought it would be really neat to like at some point, like if we add new music, create a crossfade of the new music. It's kind of like a little preview thing. Yeah, I could do that. Like, hey, here's here's the here's some of the new songs, and like maybe throw up a video or something that just shows like the album art. Like, hey, this is what some of the albums are ever adding, and it plays like a small snippet. Yeah, I, I can do that because I typically find myself like kind of excited about the stuff that I'm adding on to the stage, obviously, but I don't always get to share it, so it's. Yeah. Having a crossfade like that would be nice. Um, on the on the end of like backlogs and stuff like that, that I think I believe that would be lunar speciality because I just add I just um provide the database like I provide the content. Yeah. <clears throat> so then once Zara provides this, it goes to the backlog, which uh, in all reality is a cloud server which is privately hosted by Gensoki Radio. Uh, separate from the station server and from there it ends up in the, what we talk about on the station as the backlog uh, what is in reality a list of or a set of pending uh, folders and they're categorized by the data 
on which they were uploaded so that we have a chronological order of like this was uploaded on this date and we kind of get an idea of how far back that goes. Um, so I can actually take a look right now and tell you that pending. So we have stuff that, well, besides the old FTP, besides the old GR6 uh, misplaced, yeah, so I, I guess realistically we have stuff that dates back to January 9th of this year, so we're actually not that far off. That is excluding older stuff which very well could be duplicates, um, it, it, it's that's part of the larger like reorganization thing, so I'm not really counting that. Uh, but the backlog is, yeah, just stuff that hasn't been um, sort of integrated into the everything folder, the the what has all of the music that we have. Um, there is a there's an important distinction between all of the music that we have and all the music that ends up on the station because every track, like every song that we play on the station has gone through a filtering process. Um, the most recent time that we filtered through songs happened between, I think, November and January or February or something, where we said this on Twitter, we probably said it on this show, hey, we're done with this, and a bunch of new music's gonna hit the station, and it's gonna be awesome. Uh, that filtering process went from, well, I'll give you a percentage, because I don't really want to talk numbers particularly, but we ended up putting only about 12 to 13% of all the songs that we have onto the station uh, for a couple of different reasons. One is not every song is suitable to be placed on the station. There are certain quality parameters. There's certain things that we just prefer aren't on the station. Uh, one of those things to DMJ's chagrin is stuff that involves screaming. Um, that's actually like there's a set of foundational rules that we like our tribe Kyosagi and I set uh, at the very beginning, or at least when I became part of the station, um, stuff that we don't want to have on the station. The rule that I added was no Zune originals. Everything has to be a derivative. Everything has to be fan made. I think that's central to what we do. It would be so much like it wouldn't be that different. It would just be like, yeah, every now and then there's a Zune original that plays and it would be just a little like different. I am much more interested in the stuff that fan artists make because their passion for this is unparalleled. Like seriously, the, the Toho fan base is like one of the most prolific in the world, even though people in the West don't really see it. If you go to comic market in the East, I mean, this was especially true three or four years ago. Uh, holy cow! Like they're the large, they're one of the largest uh, intellectual pro properties represented at comic market. It's just it's massive. Toby Fox before Toby Fox. So anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's why I had that rule. Uh, we go through that when we have time. Um, will I go through some of that stuff this week? Because I've got a free week. It's spring break, in case you're wondering. Uh, maybe. I'm not going to make any promises because I do have a number of other things I need to get done. Some of that ironically includes uh, work for classes. Anyway, so yeah, that's kind of where that stands. Um, as for specifics, in terms of some of the things we have coming up, uh, the latest batch of music from Zara has 26 different circles. 
And I can pretty much guarantee that not every circle in this is going to make it. Some of these are brand new to me, like N+, which we played at least one song of earlier tonight. Um, there is a combination album from Orange Jam and Felt. Um, Yo. Ren Renko from Orange Jam actually re-sings as the vocalist of some of Felt's other songs. Like, bum, bum, but, um... it's pretty good and i'm kind of excited like i want to share that with people soon um but other circles that are a little unfamiliar uh stuff that like we've got hachimitsu lemon x aftergrow uh i haven't heard of aftergrow inorai is new uh kachikachiyama i think zara you mentioned yeah, yeah you mentioned that earlier um Connie cream is another one that's new knife i have one album of but technically we have that one already um, Makachin Kikaku is another one, and plus, like I said, uh, Our Oath of Office. That, what is that? That is the most American name. That <laughs> yeah. sounds like it would be like a, gr like either a gr political grindcore band or like some sort of like metalcore band that sings about like just super American topics. I don't even. Uh, yeah, South of Heaven, which we've had for a while, but some some new stuff coming around, which I can pretty much guarantee you, we only have some of their older stuff. Uh, Toho Jihen, I think we, you've mentioned it before, but I don't think we actually have any of it here. And the weird, uh, they're the weird thing relatively is, relatively new, like relative as a concept. Okay. Um, they have like six or so albums. I have a couple of them that I've been itching to, the itching weird, to get on. The weird thing is, uh, you provided the circle folder, but I do not know the. Well, there is no album folder. There's just, I guess, I can pull it from the metadata. Okay. Anyway, okay. Uh, I should also mention, there's this entire folder reserved for songs or albums that need fixing just for issues like that i'm like i can't put that directly into server or station side or anything like that it's wouldn't work everything is like strictly structured and again it kind of adds to the overhead of running the station but that's just that's the fact um world end symphonia that's another one that's new to me and everything else on here is stuff that we've played before so that does provide some insights that answers your question i think tempest uh, some of the things that are just around the bend. Uh, so now that we're a good almost two and a half hours into the show, this is officially the longest um, show aside from the five-hour show. The, the, or I guess we've had three-hour shows before too, but the longest planned for two hours show that we've had ever. So. Before we close out, I do have a correction to something uh, that we said earlier in the show, and I just want to clear this up because okay. um, I was going I was going off an earlier report, but now the official like articles are out. Sure. It is not Steam Link on Xbox. Xbox is now launching an ability for you to cast your Windows 10 full PC experience to your Xbox over a LAN connection. Mm -hmm. So you'll get full Windows 10 Xbox uh, uh, desktop on your xbox using a controller as a mouse you will have to use a virtual keyboard in order to use a keyboard all right it will not support a mouse and keyboard input as of right now so you can still get stream games across this but it will just be a windows 10 desktop so if you want to try that though steam link the stuff about steam link on android 
uh, and, uh, Android devices and Chrome and everything, it, that still applies where you don't have to use data. Right. So if you guys want to try it out, try it out. All right. Cool. Thanks for up, that update, DMJ. Uh, we're definitely overdue for this show, but thank you for joining us. Thank you for sticking around, especially if you are in the uh, Europe area where it is quite late over there. And we will be back next month uh, for live number 79. We'll see when that happens. It might be at Boston. It might be before or after. We will see. It'd be very interesting if we can get a live show at Boston because it's pretty much right in the in the right time of the month. So. And we'll all be there for it. And we'll all be there in person for it. Cool stuff. All right. That does it for this show. Thanks for listening to Gensokyo Radio Live number 78. Uh, if you're not already part of our Discord group, discord.gg slash gr, we're always on there, and it's a 24-7 station. So while the stream on YouTube ends, as we've been doing a simulcast this evening, we are always live on gensokiradio.net. At least the music is. All right, till the next one. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.